Greetings in the name of Jesus, our Lord. Thank you for all for your presence here today. Even though our crowd is a little on the slim side, as various ones have had other opportunities. It's not, um, of course, it's a pleasant day outside, but uh, it's not so bad as a story I once heard where there was a snowstorm and only the preacher and one other person got to church. You probably heard that story already, or a version of it. I suppose it probably never happened. It's probably just a story. But the preacher preached his sermon and after he was finished and the end of the service, he asked the person how he liked the sermon. And the gentleman said, well, he said, when I go out to the barn to feed the steers and only one comes up to eat, I don't unload the whole load. <laughs> I suppose that's just a story. I don't know that it actually happened, but... Uh, a little bit humorous. I'd like to use this board a little bit today. And it's right behind me. Hmm. Who shall I favor, the ladies or the men? <laughs> At least uh, in the beginning here, just uh, I want to put an illustration on them. Perhaps before we get started, maybe we could just take a moment and uh, pray. Shall we do that? Father, thank you. Thank you this day. Thank you for this gathering. Thank you for all that are here. Ask your blessing upon us again today. Pour out your spirit. We do need your spirit. In every step of the journey, you have said, Lord, that without you, we can do nothing and And we uh, thank you for your spirit that has been sent to enable us, to help us, to quicken us, to make us new, and to, to work in us. Thank you. Thank you that each one who believes in Christ can have that spirit. So today, again, as we open the word, speak to our hearts, Father. May, uh, may the Scriptures, again, guide us in the journey. And thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. I'm going to begin just by reflecting on the last message that I shared. And then we'll go on. Uh, As you recall, if you were here... We are, the last message was in Luke chapter 11, the account where uh, the lesson in prayer, the disciples had asked Jesus uh, for, a, for a lesson in prayer in the beginning there, the very first verse, and Jesus gives them a little small version of what we sometimes call the Lord's Prayer in verses 2 to five, uh, 4, and then he goes into the illustration of the friend coming at midnight and uh, 
and not having anything to set before him. <clears throat> so we'd like to, uh, I'd like to just illustrate that a little bit. Um, that, uh, so we have, let's just say that this is, this person is you and I, and, uh, we'll, uh, Kind of put a little uh, pathway here. And I simply, you know, um, we are on the pathway of life and, and, uh, uh, that doesn't, don't quite like this. We'll take this off again. Let's just do this. We we'll just draw a circle here. Um, I wrote event in that uh, circle, so we have the we have the the illustration given that uh, there's a friend. You have a friend comes at midnight. The friend's been on a journey. Friend doesn't have anything to eat, and you discover you don't have anything to set before him. And so you go, and you find a friend of yours, and you start knocking on the door, and he's fast asleep, and you just keep knocking and knocking and knocking and knocking and because a friend came, and you want to be able to meet that friend's need. Anyhow, the uh, the illustration, uh, and we we went through all this the last time. The illustration uh, is illustrating this: that as we're going through life, there are situations and events that come our way, and we're not just automatically equipped it to handle them. Maybe we, you know, we looked at one this morning, actually, the disciples. There's a prime example. Uh, they didn't have what they needed for the event they were facing. They were, they, they didn't have what they needed. Jesus knew they didn't have what they needed. They didn't know it. They didn't realize it at that point. But that is life. And things do come our way that we weren't planning for, that we weren't expecting, and we don't always have what we need to respond in that moment. And this this scripture there in Luke is teaching us that is teaching us that our dependency on the Lord and uh, and uh, prayer and to be able to come to him and get what we need in the hour of need. And that's why uh, Jesus was wanting his disciples to watch in, uh, to watch with him. He, he didn't want, he, he, he wanted them to, uh, I suppose he would have wanted them to get what they needed for the hour. But they didn't know their need, didn't sense their need, and fell asleep instead. Uh, and the thing that uh, we 
we largely had that focus through the message last time. And in the end, and maybe in testimony time a little bit, it shifted maybe the, okay, let me say this yet. Let me see here if I'm making this clear. Uh, the, the focus of that message is not, the focus of that lesson there that Jesus gives in Luke 11 is not, has nothing to do with changing the event. Has nothing to do with changing the situation. It has everything to do with us getting what we need to face the situation. And that's what I wanted to clarify uh, just here before we go on. Now, there are scriptures, I believe, that give us lessons and teach us on how to uh, uh, approach difficult, undesirable situations in our lives and come to God with them and ask Him to actually do something about that situation. Peter, uh, Paul was an example when he said they had this thorn in the flesh and he came to God three times and said, God, do something about this. I don't like this situation. And, uh, you know, there's a place for that in, in our lives and in our relationship with God. Um, but this scripture is not teaching us anything about that. This scripture is totally focusing on uh, on equipping us, on us coming to God, having a, a source, a place to go to get the help that we need, to get what we need to respond to the situation. So just want to clarify that in the beginning of the message here um, from the last message, even though I think it was pretty clear, but uh, just thought it worthy to clarify that a, a little bit. Um, so, so now today, uh, I'd like to, I'd like to talk about spiritual growth. And, uh, and we could ask the question, what is it, spiritual growth? You know, I have two plants here. That might illustrate growth a little bit. Now, you might not, initially you might not think so, but uh, these two plants are actually exactly the same kind. Same type, same variety. When they actually bloom, they're going to be the same color. And if you look at the tags, that's exactly what they are. They're the same kind. But uh, there's a difference, isn't there? Maybe one of these is... uh, Maybe this one was just born again. (laughs) Maybe this one's been a Christian for... Excuse me, I I mean, plants don't get born again. But uh, maybe this one's been a, a Christian for 10 years, you know. Just for the sake of the illustration. I sure don't have any place to set these, but... uh, Anyhow, uh, I thought that would uh, maybe be helpful uh, when we think about growth and we think about uh, what growth is, you know, in our, in, our, in, our, in our lives as we go through life uh, and life comes our way and we respond, we take life in stride, we respond to uh, life situations. Some of them are so normal that it doesn't even take thought. And other situations are a little more unexpected and we have to think a little bit more and, 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 and consider our responses. And some situations sometimes are so 
uh, abrupt and so uh, uh, shocking that it it can almost get us reeling until we get our bearings and what's the proper way to respond, you know, and that's life. And that's life. And growth, and to just quickly sum it up, growth is simply uh, becoming, what's the word, becoming uh, mature in our in our responses to life's events. It's simply becoming mature. That's growth. Uh, becoming uh, uh, able and, and equipped and... and uh, so forth in responding to uh, life's events. <clears throat> so today, the the first the first thing I'd like us to think about a little bit is is uh, desiring growth. You know, desire having in our hearts uh, a desire for spiritual growth. And we're going to look at several scriptures today. Now, in Ephesians, first of all, chapter one. Um, Verse 15, verse 15 to 20. Paul says this, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. And the the context goes on, but... uh, First of all, we notice that um, in verse 15, Paul says, "When I, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love to all the saints. So these, these are people that are believers. Uh, Paul heard about them. He heard about their, uh, that they uh, believed in Christ. They, they, had, uh, they had taken uh, the step of faith, putting their uh, trust and faith in Christ. But Paul wasn't satisfied to leave them there. You know, maybe they looked a little bit like this uh, uh, little plant with stems and a little bit of green growth pushing forth. You know, they were a newborn. Uh, they had uh, new, new faith in Christ. But Paul, uh, in writing to them, he clearly expresses that he wanted, he, he's desiring more for them. He's desiring, uh, uh, yeah, more, there's more. There's more. Yeah, thank the Lord they were believers, but he, he, uh, Paul recognized there's so much more for them. And uh, he's, he expresses that in this, uh, this reading that we have here. That, um, that they would, uh, in verse 17, that they would, uh, that the Father would give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, in the knowledge of Jesus, and that their eyes of understanding would be enlightened, that uh, they would know what is the hope of His calling. And I would, uh, I would sum up that 
desire there, what he is desiring for them as groweth, you know. Just continuing, uh, as it says here, in the knowledge of him, uh, you know, in, in practical everyday living, as they respond to uh, life's events and, uh, and trust God to give what they need in those moments, and God is faithful, that uh, creates a faith for the, uh, in, it creates a strong, a strengthening of the faith and then, uh, prepares the person for the next event and the next, uh, situation. And that's, that's growth. And that's what Paul was, uh, desiring for them here. In, uh, just a few, just a chapter or two later in chapter three, he has, uh, similar things to say in verse 14 to uh, verse 19. And he's still talking to the same people. Uh, so he's, he's really, in all reality, he really has a desire that they would, they would grow. They would, uh, he, he, he's, he's seeing so much more for them than just, uh, being in that new, new, uh, new Christian stage. But that there's so much more to uh, press toward and to desire. In uh, verse 14 to 19, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and in earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that ye may be filled with all the fullness of God. <clears throat> and very, very similar to the, the verses that we had the first time, with the same kind of concept coming through, that uh, that uh, they would be strengthened as an individual. They would be strengthened uh, by the Spirit, with uh, with might in the inner man. Uh, they would be equipped with what they need for the for the journey. They would be that that Christ would would dwell in their hearts, and that uh, uh, Christ uh, dwelling in their hearts, they would be rooted and grounded in love. And obviously, uh, it's good to be rooted and grounded if you want to grow. In fact, it's necessary to be rooted and grounded if you want to grow. Uh, we, um, we, uh, some plants we get in are actually a bare root. They're not rooted and they're not grounded. And if you let them that way long enough, they're done. But if you get them in the, uh, get them in the dirt and they get dirt around them and they get moisture around them, then all of a sudden life will start to spring forth. Uh, so being rooted and grounded. And, uh, verse 18, being able to comprehend uh, similar to uh, uh, verse uh, 18 of chapter 1, are their eyes being enlightened, being able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, length, depth, height, and to know the love of Christ. <clears throat> and uh, and that, again, that's uh, take us back to that illustration, to know the love of Christ by, by experience. You know, uh, uh, as we as we go through life and we 
learn to come and knock at midnight, you know. Uh, come and knock and uh, uh, l- learn to uh, lean on the Lord when, when we have a need. And, uh, and learn to, as the scripture says, uh, uh, he that asks receives, and that's Luke 11, same context we were looking at earlier. He that, uh, to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Uh, he that seeks shall find. Uh, as we, as we do that, as we go to the Lord and we come seeking, we come knocking and, and then He responds to us in our need, gives us what we, uh, gives us what, uh, what we need for, to, uh, to respond to the situation and, uh, and that gives us a working knowledge of our Lord, gives us a working knowledge of Christ, of His faithfulness and, uh, and, uh, just like this scripture says, that we may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, length, length, depth, height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. Um, and I, 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 the, the uh, I referred to the asking, the seeking, and the knocking, and and when we when we see it uh, in this context of being equipped with what we need for life's challenge, we can be assured that that prayer is one that God will answer. The person that does ask will receive. The person that does seek, he will find what he needs to respond to the situation. Uh, do we always do it perfectly? I don't. But it's not God's fault. If I, if I don't get what I need, it's probably because in some measure I was trusting in my own flesh. I was, I was uh, coming up short of uh, casting my uh, all upon the Lord and trusting Him to give what I need, <clears throat> but uh, as we as we uh, growth comes as we as we walk with God as we uh, experience His faithfulness and uh, and uh, it it adds to our faith and strengthens our faith. <clears throat> And growth is a result. In James, James has something to say about it as well. In James chapter 1, Verse 2 to 4, James says this, My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing, or we could say lacking nothing. Um, Again, just another person's way of saying somewhat the same thing that we've been talking about. Uh, So, Count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations or tests. And it just brings us back to this illustration again. You know, some, some uh, life brings a test, brings a, a challenging situation, brings a difficulty, brings something that, that you, if you, you probably wouldn't have chosen that particular thing or that particular circumstance or that particular event. But it, God allowed it. 
It's a test of your faith, as James says it here. And, uh, and he's saying, and James is telling us that we should actually count those things as joy, you know. Uh, count it joy when those things happen, when those uh, difficult uh, situations come along or, or situations where we realize we don't have what we need. Count it joy that such an event, such a situation, such a thing came your way. It's not always the easiest to do, is it? But that's what he's teaching us. Count it joy because and the, uh, there's something going on here. Uh, like he says here, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. It's working something in your life. And let patience have her perfect work, that you may be complete and entire. There's, your faith is being tested, and as your faith is, uh, as you, and, and, and like it says here in, in uh, and like James says, the trying of your faith worketh patience. You know, um, sometimes we would like to pray that God would just do something about this situation, this circumstance, this event, this whatever. We just like to see it go away. But God has something else in mind. You know, we wouldn't learn the patience if it just, when we ask, it just, it went away. It's gone. We wouldn't learn anything that way. But God wants us to learn the patience of, uh, and perhaps that's why sometimes when we, maybe when we ask uh, for what we need, sometimes we might not it just have this light from heaven shine down on us and give us what we need, and we might sometimes feel like God is slow in answering, or God is even not answering. But perhaps He is just doing what James is saying, and He's He's teaching us patience. He's teaching us to trust, even if the answer doesn't come in that moment, even if the answer doesn't come in the first day uh, that we ask for it. Uh, but rather teaching us patience, or even like uh, like in the situation with Paul, where the Lord told him, you know what, um, my strength is made perfect in weakness. I have given you this for a uh, a specific purpose. And when Paul understood that, he was fine with it. And sometimes that's uh, that's what we need to understand what God is doing and just be okay with it. <clears throat> so various testings testings that are working things out in our lives and the end result being that we are equipped we're not lacking as James says not lacking anything not wanting anything but we are being equipped uh, so we we go from the event coming not having what we need going to God knocking at midnight, asking, seeking, begging, finding, and getting what we need to the point where we don't lack. Don't lack anything that is needed for that for that moment, for that event. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Peter has some some uh, words to, to this as well. Uh, let's see. First Peter 1, 5 to 7. First of all, First Peter one five to seven. 
who are kept, which is breaking in here, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time, wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations. And there we have it, uh, the idea of tests again. Uh, circumstances and situations that are trying us. That, verse 7, that the trial of your faith being more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Whom, having not seen, ye love, in whom, though ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Again, Peter's rendition of this whole thing, uh, the trial of our faith, it's a precious trial. It's like trying gold, you know, where the... Uh, I've never done it. I'm not even sure I've seen it done. Maybe Eldon has done it already, but where they actually take and, and heat it up to the point where the gold and the, and the uh, dross, whatever the... In, the, uh, the There's a separation and you can uh, refine and purify the gold and that's the picture that we have here of our faith that when it's tried and it's tested and it's and the pressure is on and you know sometimes we might discover that we didn't pass the test we failed in the in in our faith to to believe and to trust God but that, that's not the end of the story you know sure it'd be a blessing if we could have uh believed and trusted all the way through the trying time but we can always get up again we can always uh uh when we've uh if we've if we've not uh, been able to hold up under the under the pressure of under the test that God allowed in our lives, and we realize that we failed it, we can get up and we can repent and we can go again. You know, it's not the end of the story. Uh, as long as we have life, we can have another opportunity in in allowing our faith to be tested <clears throat> and being strengthened by it. So many manifold temptations and uh, trying our faith for the purpose of being found uh, unto praise and honor and glory, being strengthened, being uh, matured, uh, growing, uh, leafing out, being rooted, being uh, solid and firm in the Lord. And Second Peter, Peter has some to say about it as well. Um, Second Peter one three, verse three to eight, and I believe Earl covered these recently. Uh, I just read those according as His divine power hath given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge temperance, temperance patience, patience godliness, godliness brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness charity, for if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. It goes on to say, But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. 
And so here we have, uh, again, kind of the same idea, adding to our faith, uh, growing, um, be, uh, besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith. You know, it's it's a blessing to have begun. It's a blessing to 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 be uh, to have begun in the journey. But uh, we don't want to stay here. We don't want to. Uh, we want to leaf out. We want to grow. We want to have potential even to bloom eventually. Um, it's not the time for fruit, so you don't have any blossoms just now. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna have faith. I'm, I'm not gonna curse it. Um, anyhow, so adding to our faith, exercising our faith, which uh, results in, in. Uh, when we look down over this list, obviously there's a lot of things happening there. Adding to our faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience. Patience comes in. Patience is quite frequently a part of this. When we talk about growth in these different scriptures, patience, patience comes in uh, quite frequently. And the need for patience. And, and, and you know, that's actually where growth happens. It's It's... Growth isn't instant. It's not, you can't just kind of microwave it and have it happen. You know, it's, it comes by patience. It comes by, uh, exercising our faith and allowing life's circumstances to exercise our faith. And, and through those exercises, uh, of patience and, and, uh, hope and confidence in the Lord, our, our faith grows and growth comes. <clears throat> And, in, and uh, as it says here, in, in, as Peter says it here, that if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we won't uh, we won't be left uh, without what we need in the journey. Uh, and in that context of growing and desiring to grow and desiring to. Uh, have what we need uh, to respond. Uh, in that context, the Lord will hear our requests. We'll hear our cry. We'll hear. We'll hear our knock. Uh, we'll answer. You know. And uh, so we we talk about desiring growth and kind of uh, uh, tied together, kind of a picture of growth. You know, we uh, we could ask the question. Uh, or and, and give it a pretty quick answer. Actually, what is growth? You know, we've kind of been answering it, and but I'd like to answer it from Job's perspective. Job says in in forty two five, I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now mine eye seeth thee. Uh, and basically, what Job was saying is, in his in his experience, there he, um, I think personally. I'm just going to say it this way. I think Job knew God in a dimension that challenges me even before he makes this statement, even before he had this experience that caused him to make this statement. You know, he says, I have, I, I, it's basically saying in the past, I'd heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now after all these events and I saw you working and I saw all this happened in my own very own life, 
He says, now mine eyes seeth thee. Uh, I think Job understood God quite a bit already before that event. But what Job is saying is that that whole thing has opened his eyes to understand God in a dimension that he probably that he hadn't before. That's what he's saying. Uh, in a dimension that he hadn't before. And that's growth. But you know, uh, those things usually come in difficult, difficult times, difficult circumstances, difficult events. They, those kind of things don't so frequently come when life is just perusing along at a comfortable pace and everything is fine and and uh, those revelations of God and God's faithfulness and who God is and and uh, His greatness and His care for us and His love for us and His heart for us and they, those things often come in difficult moments in life where uh, things that we wouldn't choose but God has something in it and that's how it was for Job. Uh, if Job could have looked at life and seen exactly what is in the path ahead of him and understood what that is and could have looked at another path and that had none of that, he would have chose the path that didn't have that calamity and all that. And who of us wouldn't? But that's not how, uh, not quite how life is, is it? So there's a, there's a process that uh, that is going on. You know, tribulation, difficulties, working in our lives, uh, happening in our lives, and and working, working patience and and uh, steadfastness and and so forth. <clears throat> and we see some of that uh, in Romans five. In Romans five, verse. Uh, Beginning of the chapter there, again a similar context says, Therefore, in verse five, chapter 5, verse 1, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulation, all tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience and experience hope and hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. And there we have that, that you know, another scripture that just lays out that progress, that progression of things that's taking place. Uh, he says here also that we, we glory in our, in our, uh, uh, relationship with Christ and the peace that we have and the, the blessing of it and we glory in that but he, but then he says and that's not the only thing we glory in we glory in tribulations because tribulations work patience patience works experience through, through patience we get gain experience and through that experience we gain hope and when we see everything that we gain and hope doesn't make it, it maketh not ashamed. In other words, there's there's a great deal of confidence there uh, when we see all of that, and that uh, takes place. Why uh, we can rejoice in the fact of the tribulation that actually set that whole chain of events in in motion in our lives and and worked out uh, things that probably otherwise wouldn't have been worked out. 
So we see the results, and the, the end result is that of a confident expectation in God and in the future. And, and, uh, and in a sense, in this scripture here, uh, in Romans, you know, we have that tribulation, working patience, patience, experience, experience, hope, and hope makes not ashamed. And so we kind of come full circle. And then comes the next event, next tribulation, which works patience, which works experience, which works hope. And we come full circle again. And then, you know, if you get the picture, it's kind of a... So it's kind of like, uh, you know, maybe it's a little bit like uh, moving along in in in, uh, in uh, a grade school. You know, you God brings you little tests and tribulation and that tribulation works uh, patience and that patience works experience and that experience works hope and you pass that test and then he can bring one that's a little bit uh, bigger a little bit more difficult and you go around that circle again and you you experience the the uh, uh, difficulty and and it works something in your life and and uh, it works patience and patient experience and experience hope and hope makes not ashamed and you come full circle and you're ready for the next test uh, that's life. <clears throat> you know, experience says there, it, it, patience, experience. And, of course, we know what patience is, I guess. Steadfastness, constancy, endurance. You know, it works It works uh, steadfastness in us. Uh, a, 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 an ability to, to bear up under the load. An ability to, to trust when it, we wonder what there is to trust in and so on. Uh, and that... That patience works experience, which basically is is the idea of a, a proof of your faith. Your faith has been tested and proved, and it held up to the to the test. And that's a blessing when your faith is tested, and uh, and you see the result of your faith holding up to that test. It it uh, and that results in hope and confident expectation uh, for the future, for the next trial, for the next. Uh, challenge that life brings and then the process starts all over again and that's growth that's growth you know uh, as we go through life and then I thought we should spend a few moments and consider uh, hindrances to growth you know in uh, in Hebrews You know, I suppose that uh, most of us have not uh, we have not gone through life just uh, starting young and new in the Lord and just having a steady climb. Maybe some of you have in your faith, and God bless you if you have. I rejoice with you, but probably most of us didn't have it quite that steady. In our growth, uh, the line probably a bit more wavy and some down jerks here and there. You know? <laughs> um, so, what are hindrances to growth? In Hebrews 10, verse uh, verse 32, uh, we have a, a context here where there's a possible, you know, the potential for hindrance in growth. Now, uh, notice that we have. Uh, 
Let's read just a couple of verses here. But call verse Hebrews 10:32. But call to remembrance the former days in which, after ye were illuminated, after ye believed, after ye received the Spirit. You know, we can put give some definition of that word illuminated. Ye endured a great fight of afflictions. So, when they became believers, there was a lot of tests and trials right up front. Partly. While ye, whilst ye be, were made a gazing stock both by reproaches and afflictions, and partly whilst ye became companions of them that were so used. For ye had compassion on me, compassion of me and my bonds, and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves that ye have in heaven a better and an enduring substance. So he describes uh, what kind of their initial journey looked like you know it was it was uh it was not just smooth sailing there was tests there was difficulties there was trials there was reproaches there was afflictions and uh, uh partly because they were believers themselves and partly because they were identifying with believers uh, and then he goes on in verse 35 in that context he says cast not away therefore your confidence which hath great recompense of reward for ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. So the word patience comes in again. Ye have need of patience. In the middle of those difficult, uh, undesirable circumstances, we have need of patience. Um, that we don't give up. That we don't despair. He says... Uh, For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come. And will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them who believe unto the saving of the soul. And so the kind of the the warning that he's giving them here, uh, and I don't know how long it was, you know, how long they were believers, how long. uh, he's telling him in verse 32, but call to remembrance the former days. Okay, the, the, the early days of their belief and what it was like. And I, would, I don't know what that space of time exactly was, but they were down the road a ways. And uh, now he is warning them and cautioning them and, and sharing a concern that, uh, that something might happen here in their experience where that could actually be uh, detrimental to their faith. And uh, he points it out here when he says that uh, the just shall live by faith. And uh, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back. Uh, and he kind of warns them that uh, to not cast away their confidence, to not draw back, but to to keep on, would you say, on the cutting edge of their faith, just like they had initially. To not relax, to not fall asleep, to not, in the middle of uh, of uh, life's continued challenges, whatever they were facing at that point, uh, maybe it looked a bit different than the early days of their faith. Uh, he doesn't really describe what they're, but he warns them about drawing back. And when we talk about hindrances in growth, one of those hindrances is if we draw back. You know. Uh, so we have life's events and we have, uh, uh, we have the, uh, exhortation in Luke there 
to come to God, to knock, to ask, to seek, to find what we need to respond to life's event. And if we draw back at that point, you know, if we, uh, if we, uh, kind of give up, we don't come to God. We, um, for whatever reason, we become lax in our faith. We become careless. We, we, uh, kind of get self-confident maybe. Figure we can handle it. And we draw back from coming to God and making our needs known and asking for the uh, grace and strength. Uh, that becomes a hindrance hindrance to growth. And then over in Hebrews 12, <clears throat> Hebrews 12 talks about uh, laying aside the weights and running the race with patience. Again, the word patience shows up there. Looking to Jesus. Uh, and in verse 3 he says, Consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your mind. Um, that's a real temptation. Uh, going through life and becoming weary and faint in our minds. Uh, kind of getting tired of fighting the battles, the spiritual battles. Uh, those are very real temptations. Uh, it goes on and talks about, uh, this context talks about chastening and, and I don't know, you know, we, we might not think about that so much. We don't, we don't often think about God chastening us, but God does at times allow circumstances that are difficult and it's like chastening. He's wanting us to become sons. He wants us to be, uh, uh and, uh, then the warning comes that in those Difficult times of chastening, perhaps, that in verse 12 he says, Wherefore, lift up the, feeb- the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. Um, just, again, the, the, the idea of uh, of uh, Losing out, perhaps, of uh, not, uh, well, look at verse 15. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Just He brings out different ideas of what could take place when there is, uh, you know, difficulties in life and we feel like the Lord is chastening us, and He may be, you know, we recognize that's part of God's loving hand in our lives when he sees that there's something we could profit and he allows circumstances that feel like a chastening uh, that in the middle of those circumstances we wouldn't uh, we wouldn't become bitter hindrances to growth bitterness uh, that we wouldn't become faint-hearted that uh, we wouldn't become uh, uh, Draw back and so on. So those are the some of the exhortations um, of uh, of hindrances to growth and the and the potential that uh, those things do have to hinder our spiritual growth. <clears throat> In wrapping it up here, I'd like to take our minds again to the uh, the thought there. 
in the Sunday school class with uh, with uh, Jesus and the disciples when Jesus says the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. You know, in this matter of spiritual growth, you know, many times uh, many times we we would desire it, but in our flesh we are slow to actually engage to uh, receive it, <laughs> if we could say it that way. And I think of the, the uh, words that Jesus said there, watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. You know, that is, uh, that is actually the, the answer to uh, 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 spiritual growth, uh, spiritual... Uh, uh, the kind of the key, let me say it that way, the key to spiritual growth is actually watching and praying, uh, learning. And it actually does, yeah, it brings us right back again to this, where we come to God at midnight, we knock, we seek, we, we uh, ask. Watching and praying is really... Um, and, and the result, as we watch and pray, as we walk with God, as we come and knock, as we seek... The, the result is growth, which I trust, I trust that all of us desire it. Spiritual growth, continuing to mature, continuing to, to uh, leaf out and uh, bear fruit, which is God's desire and God's will. Let's take a moment and close in prayer. <clears throat> Father, thank you again. Thank you for each one here. Thank you for the scriptures pray God that we could together all have a nugget to take home with us something that uh, can be useful in our journey and in our faith and in our walk with you bless us bless each one with continued growth Lord we desire it we desire to grow in our knowledge in our everyday experience of work uh, a working knowledge of you Father, having you at work in our lives. So keep us in that journey, Father, and, and Lord, uh, forgive us when we fail, fail to exercise faith, fail to trust, fail to come knocking, fail to come seeking. Uh, Lord, uh, uh, quicken our hearts to, to uh, be diligent and faithful, to uh, watch and pray, lest we also fall into temptation, lest we also... Uh, uh, deny you as, as Peter did. Lord, help us to be faithful. Thank you again for each one present and also ask a blessing on anyone who would have had a desire to be here but wasn't able for health reasons or whatever it might be. Ask your blessing on them. Also, thank you, Father, for our country where we are allowed to gather uh, to worship and are unhindered and undisturbed by our governments and and the community around us. Thank you for that. And Lord, pray that that could continue. Ask you would continue to guide those in governments that they would uh, rule and, and uh, lead our nation and according to your purposes. Again, thank you, Father. Bless us now, Lord, as we continue to endeavor to walk faithfully with you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. <coughs>